trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort.
Why, hello there. Welcome to this rather special episode of Topical Resort. And we are, of course, right here on Radio Sega. You just had a track there from OutRun 2. It's a classic. It's known as Night Flight. Before that, from Team Sonic Racing. The one which you guys couldn't figure out what it was called. That was Greenlight Ride, the garage mix, or the garage mix, or the whatever mix. And I don't actually know where that plays in game, because I've had the game for like at least a week and a bit now, and I still haven't figured out where that plays. And I've beaten the entire game, and I've played it thoroughly online, but I just cannot figure out where that plays in the game. But it's on the soundtrack, and it's in the game's files, that's how we have it, so... The garage mix of Greenlight Ride, because I think Greenlight Ride is otherwise a pretty naff song, if you do ask me. I've mentioned my opinions on it before. It's a one minute loop of a song looped to almost five minutes. The amount of times Johnny mentions that he has the power they need. I mean, at this point, how much power are they hoarding? Are they keeping it sort of tucked away for a rainy day? Because, Johnny, seriously, you've got so much power, man. You mentioned that phrase so many times in the original version, but that one, thankfully, is a slight bit less repetitive, and it's also very wubby. I, I feel the guitar notes are a bit play-by-numbers as well, so that gets rid of that problem with some wub-wubs. So I was going to start with another track, and then I heard that one this afternoon, and I was like, nope, this is it, this, is, this version's brilliant, we're going with this one, this is the version right here. So, uh, let's get on to the big detail here that we should probably discuss today. It's a bank holiday, uh, so happy happy bank holiday day to everyone um, today. It's the part where um, I'm actually meant to tell you what bank holiday is, or national holiday if you're American or anything else, but it's really bad. I actually don't remember what holiday is, so May bank holiday. Let's see what holidays we have coming up. Just, there were quite a lot of uh, holidays in the UK this past few weeks. So that really doesn't help me. So we're going to slowly load this website, slower than usual. <laughs> we'll get onto that in a bit. So we have we have had three holidays in the space of a month. That's quite ridiculous. We had Easter Monday, we had early May bank holiday, and this is just spring bank holiday. But I thought this... I, I always got the impression that today was Memorial Day somewhat, although I could be wrong. Let me, um, someone mentioned it to me today, whatever. I, I was going to look, but I honestly really can't be bothered. But yeah, happy bank holiday Monday. We are here on a Monday on top of the resort because um, I was out on Friday. You're probably glad that I didn't host the show on Friday, that's for certain. But outside of going out and having a nice time, um, I had a lot of stuff on on Friday as well, so even if I don't think I'd been out on the Friday night. I don't know if the show would have happened because I was super hectically busy and only got sort of an hour to relax that day and that was an hour where I played Res Infinite because Res is quite fun and it's quite stressful as well so I decided to stress myself out after a long day because why not? But then I made up for it again so it's all okay. But that's why we are here on Bank Holiday Monday and specifically I kept messing you about with days. I'm really sorry about that. Initially on an old blog post, which I said was not confirmed in no way, but this is what I'm aiming for, I said I was going to do it on the Saturday night, which I didn't do because Rapid Run was actually streaming on Saturday night, and no hate, but uh, he wasn't there on Saturday, I don't really know what happened, so um, in the end I could have done it on Saturday night. I, I feel like I had something on on Saturday. Um, yeah, that. Um, so then on Sunday... I was going to do it on Sunday, and I was completely free on Sunday, but I had this moment of realisation of, 
Monday night we have we have nothing on the radio because guest nights is on a week break, and we haven't had a live show on a Monday since December. I want to say I think December is the last time we had a live show on a Monday, so we're long overdue for this. And well, it's a holiday as well, so we've got plenty of you around. So I hope. Um, you'll be able to take advantage of that one. So that's why I went with tonight instead of uh, Monday. Or oh, sorry, it was Sunday. That's why I went with Monday. But uh, there was also another reason for it, which was I didn't want to have this show before Sega Mixer Drive because of what I'm about to mention, which is... Um, we mentioned it at the start of the show through the lovely promo made by Rexy. Uh, this show, if you're listening to it live, is part of our brand new test period of... We're going to be testing out... Specifically tonight, flak streaming, so lossless quality. So I, this requires a bit of explanation for those of you who aren't sort of techies or audiophiles. So Radio Sega publicly streams in 64 kilobits per second and in a format known as AAC+. Um, you'll probably recognise other formats if you don't know what the word format means. You'll probably recognise MP3. Wow, uh, but specifically AAC is one typically used by iTunes, and AAC Plus is probably the best you can sort of push out of a contemporary format. So that's why we use 64 kilobits per second AAC Plus. However, the times have moved on a bit, and the standard for music nowadays is 320 kilobits per second MP3, and a certain little thing known as FLAC, which theoretically allows for infinite kilobits per second, which is, well, what we're aiming for. And we're not quite reaching it, but we are reaching a good number. We're steadily reaching a thousand kilobits per second throughout this broadcast right now. But, um, so, theoretically, infinite possibilities could be in place if this test is successful. If not, we'll keep trying with other formats, but we want to start off by seeing what a theoretically perfectly sounding Radio Sega could sound like, and tonight just happened to be the perfect night for that, because every song that I can play you tonight, I could either get in lossless flak, so infinite quality flak, or I could get in 320 kilobits per second MP3. So either way, I've got it in ultra high quality, Unlike some shows where a lot of people will go, can I have this song off YouTube? And YouTube is very low, um, sort of kilobits per second in comparison to what the standard for tonight will be. So it just worked out perfectly that every song that I'm going to be playing, I have a ultra high quality version of on hand. So it just, it just worked sort of perfectly that, um, that we can do the show tonight. So if you want to test, because currently I don't think there are many of you testing, you, you might be listening into this and going, I'm not noticing a difference. It sounds completely the same to me, and for a lot of people I think that will be the case anyway, but for people who know their audio, I think you'll be in love with uh, this flak testing stream. And it works on the 24-7, so you can still listen to the 24-7. However, the reason we have said that this is the first test broadcast is because the majority of the music we currently have on the 24-7 does not support this high-quality audio format, so you will not hear a difference from listening to the normal stream. Whereas tonight's show, you definitely will, which is why we're classing this as the first sort of test show. So, if you want to listen in on the actual high-quality stream where you will hear a difference, you can visit tinyurl.com forward slash HQ. That will bring you over to a forum page. And this forum page will give you the backstory of why we're doing this, sort of what we're doing, how you can connect, which uh, you can connect using 
an M3U file, which what you do is you open your media player of choice, whether that be iTunes, Winamp, Foobar, not Winamp, actually, I should say not Winamp. Uh, so iTunes, Foobar, VLC media player, and you set it to open a file, which you can download off the forum, known as flactest.m3u. M3U is just a generic playlist file, so it'll open the stream as a playlist. Uh, which is what you should be doing anyway, but we use sort of different file extensions which act as playlists anyway, but it still works the exact same way as your normal live stream would, except it's just high quality. Um, the reason I say not Winamp we'll be getting onto in a second, but if you prefer to directly listen, so you'd like to listen through your web browser, or you're just one of those people who prefer to not have to download the file, but you'd prefer to just enter the link directly, the link to access is um, I can't I can't believe I can't believe it's named this. So um, content.radiosega.net colon eight thousand and six slash flaktest oh dear lord ogg no spaces. That's quite difficult to remember, so just head on over to the forum page instead and click the second link in the how to connect section. It's a bit easier. Bug reports. We have a way of you telling us bug reports, um, etc. Um, as for anything else, we have confirmed bugs. So there are some bugs that we already know exist, which is some users are reporting issues with Winamp. Please try to use the direct link, so the oh god flak test thing. Use that if you can't uh, connect using Winamp, and if it doesn't work, um, unfortunately please switch program because we're working on that. That's a Winamp issue rather than an us issue. That's Winamp being a bit funny with how it handles files. It's really overdue for an update on that front. And the second one which we have on the website, there's some more that we have that I haven't added yet. The second one we have is that some clients cause issues when the song changes. So when the song starts, starts fading out and the next song starts fading in, sometimes the stream will cut all audio and it will come back again once the next song has properly started and the fade out's finished. So if that happens, give it a few seconds and it will... Um, it will come back to life. That one happens on VLC, I've noticed. We are working on fixing that. That's a bit of an issue with on our end, and also an issue on VLC's end, I think. But there is a third one, which is we have confirmed that FLAC does not work on Sonos devices. So if you have a Sonos speaker, sadly you cannot listen into this FLAC test, if that's how you normally listen into the show. It's really stupid to me, because Sonos devices are sort of marketed as these high quality audio device or these high quality speakers audio devices yet they can't play high quality music files that really makes no sense to me but that's sort of how they handle it so hey but if you have a sonos speaker which um we i do in the house i don't really use it but we do have one but i tested this the other day this will not work so sadly you will not be able to listen to this instead grab it on your phone or whatever um if you normally listen in on TuneIn. Which I know a few people listening on TuneIn, and sadly you won't be able to pick up this broadcast. If you're on mobile, I would personally recommend a VLC Media Player and downloading the flaktest.m3u file, which I talked about earlier. If I know, for example, one of you, Veritex in particular, uses an Xbox One, um, I don't know how he does this actually. I've never figured it out. If it's through the web browser, then um, you can plug in that um, oh god flat test link and that will play just normally. If not, if you use TuneIn, um, you're probably a bit screwed. But anyone else who wants to listen in, give it a go. Give it a stress test. We want to see 
if your connection works well with it, if there's any bugs that you can find, if it doesn't work with your media player, etc. That's the whole reason why we took this public, is because we want you guys to help us, because there's only so many things that we can do on our own. We need to test, will it take the server down if too many people are connected, how it works on individual people's connections, because it's all good testing it on our connections, but if it doesn't work on yours, that's the main thing. Just generally testing other issues which we can't replicate on our own. So if you want to connect, that is where you can go. I know I've gone on a massive tangent here. Apologies, podcast listeners. But uh, it's worth mentioning because a lot of people, I don't think, were quite picking up on what you need to do. So thank you to the four people who are currently listening in on the Flak Test Mount Point. I appreciate it. Uh, let me just refresh the forum post because some of you might already be reporting bugs. I'm not too sure. But there we go. Yeah, so we got, we've got. we thankfully now converted some of you over to the proper... High, high quality stream so you'll be able to tell us um, sort of how it's working etc keep telling me that throughout the show while we keep playing the music and let me know if you can actually hear a difference that's what I want to know I, I get the feeling a lot of you who don't know what you're listening for won't hear the difference but for me it's crystal clear night and day even just sort of listening to my new music right now I can hear the difference that's sort of how much clearer it is on my end it's lovely stuff um, we're all currently showing off our Radio Sega shirts. Very Tex is showing off his Manic Monday Show shirt. And Superbike is showing off his Topical Resort shirt, which still quite jealous of because I only have a Season 1 t-shirt, as in the old logo. I don't have a t-shirt of the new logo, which I still really want one. And I made this logo... I got this logo commissioned almost a year ago, and I don't have my shirt of it yet. But he has one. It, it looks good. Um, it's actually even more, it's going to be even more rare because it uses the old Radio Sega logo. If we ever make any more in the future, it's going to exclusively use the new logo. So he's one of the only people in the world, the only person in the world actually, who will have an old style Top Resort Season 2 t-shirt. So hold on to Superbike for winning that one. Um, so, okay, BrickGamer says not, uh, not seeing any issues using FUBAR. Gamer says it sound a bit clearer. Interesting, Jamie says it works on TuneIn, which I wasn't aware it would work on TuneIn, but if it does, um, high TuneIn, I guess? Uh, yeah, we went on this massive tangent about Sega t-shirts, and I never actually said what shirt I'm wearing. Um, it's a Space Invaders t-shirt. Be- because, because blaspheme, I guess. I don't, I don't really know, whatever. <laughs> You're all wearing Sonic shirts and Radio Sega shirts, and... I'm not joining you. Maybe I'll go and put on my Top Resort Season 1 shirt in the music break. Who knows, but on that subject of people in the chat room, because we just talked about you, I want to give a huge hello to Jamie, Superbike, BrickGamer98, Veritex, uh, did I say Superbike? I can't remember. I think I did. I'm very forgetful tonight, because I've got so much stuff I need to pay attention to. We've also got Twinny, we've got Grayfall, and we've got Electric Boogaloo, and if you want to come and join the fun, fun, fun over on Discord, only one place to go, radiose.ga forward slash discord, and well, you can join the fun and crazy chat room, or if you're more of a fan of things that aren't discord, you can go over onto Twitter, at Radio Sega, at Topical Resort, at The Green Viper Ray, or using the hashtag Topical Resort. All those places right there, you can talk about the show, discuss to us, etc. And well, there's one thing you're going to definitely want to be on discord in particular for, because we've rambled for long enough. So let's get on over into the Trivia Coast.
Ash Rivia Coast. This is the Trivia Coast on the Telfka Resort, and I'm fading down the bed earlier than usual because um, I forgot how incredibly low quality this is. So I'm going to try and disguise how low quality this song is by bringing down the bed earlier than normal. Whoops, oh well, I'll fix that for next week if we're still doing all this flack malarkey by then. So the Trivia Coast is our weekly game show where you can earn points for answering Sega-related questions correctly. And as I mentioned, there's only one place you can go to play this game, that is Discord. I've already given you the link, but you need to message me directly. You cannot message me in the chat room. Message me privately. I'm Green Vibrate, hashtag 6383. That's my tag. If you're on our Discord server, I'm the one at the very top of the user list. And, well, let's just say... You're going to be wanting to DM because you're going to be wanting those points because points mean absolutely nothing, but they do, however, mean you can flex your Sega education on the other members of our Discord chat right now. We ask you three questions, a hard question, a medium question, and an easy question. The hard question is worth five points, medium worth three, easy worth one. You can use Google. Google is your friend, but don't rely on it too heavily. And let's just say, I keep saying let's just say I think tonight, I'm not even sure if I keep saying it, that's how unsure I am. But, you are allowed to answer other questions, or you are allowed to answer the questions after I've asked you another one, that wasn't very clear. But what I mean is, once I've asked you the medium question, you can continue to answer the hard question, and you can do that up until I call the results, there'll be a little jingle saying you can no longer enter, blah blah blah. So, that's when you're going to want to stop, but until then, answer any question you like, and as I mentioned, just please, please, please do not post it in the public chat room. Let's go with the hard question then, and the hard question, Jamie says, is it going to be another week, but the medium question is harder than that. Is it going to be another week where the medium question is harder than the hard question? I certainly hope not. Because I didn't know this information myself up until very recently, which is normally a hint that, yeah, it's too easy. No, but let's get on with the hard question. Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed increased the budget and therefore production value, but not all of the proposed changes made it into the final product. According to the console version's files, which character was cut from the game? According to Sonic and All Stars Racing's tran- uh, According to Sonic and All Stars Racing Transforms console version files, which character was cut from the game? Send me your answer, it's worth five points, and while you do that, it's time to get on some music from another Sega spin-off crossover game thing. It's Sega Superstars Tennis, and it's Planet Superstars, right here on the Topical Resort.
Up next, Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. Hasty History. We are back. It's the Topic Resort. It's Radio Sega. It's Hasty History time. Before that, it was Virtual Tennis World Tour time, and it was BGM1 time, um, because none of the tracks from that game have names. In fact, that's the only Virtual Tennis soundtrack I actually have tonight, so if you want anything from Virtual Tennis 3 or Virtual Tennis 2009, sorry, it's stuffed. I couldn't find very good versions of any of the soundtracks. All the ones I found for Virtual Tennis 3 were from the PS2 version, and if you know anything about PS2 games, they often had really compressed audio. That was certainly the case for Virtual Tennis 3. Um, even if we weren't doing this whole test broadcast thing, it would sound dreadful. So I wouldn't play it at all, but... Um, yeah, it exists. Um, before that, from Sega Superstars Tennis, because we had a tennis block for some reason. That was Planet Superstars. That is... Um, Sorry, someone's just messaged me. That's really throwing me off. And, but it makes it... <sighs> Virtual Tennis 3 didn't come out on the PS2. I just had this revelation, because the person who sent it to me said that it wasn't on the PS2. So, um, whatever console it was on, it sounded rubbish. There we go. It sounded really bad. <laughs> I'm getting it confused with Superstars Tennis, which I had a game rip for from the PS2 and sounded rubbish. So that's why I had to get a new one. But, um, yeah, Virtual Tennis 3 was on the PS2. You're both telling me that. Thank you. Virtual Tennis 3 wasn't on PS2. Um, uh, sorry, everyone's really throwing me off tonight. <laughs> I'm, super, I'm super out of it. Uh, nothing's really even happened to make me out of it today. I'm just sort of not completely with it. I'm not sure if that's a good or bad thing. But, um, yes. Sega Superstars Tennis Planet Superstars. We played there. Lovely little track. All of, all of the menu tracks from Sega Superstars Tennis are lovely. In fact, all of the menu tracks from the... Um, fir- I'm specifically from the first two um, sumo crossover games. Keep sending me messages, Scott. <laughs> right, fine. Fine, I've given up. Do not disturb mode. I literally cannot think anymore. But Sega Superstars Tennis and Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing have really good menu themes. Specifically though, they only have good menu themes because there's no original music in the games. Sega Superstars Tennis has, I think, two original tracks um, that aren't menu themes, and Sonic and Sega Ultras Racing has a few new tracks. But even then, two of them weren't made for the game, Boom Boom and I can't remember the name of the other one now. They don't count because they were already songs 20 years before the game came out. But yeah, you get the point I'm trying to get at here. They had nice menu music. Anyway, Hasty History. Do you remember when we were going to talk about that? Let's do the Hasty History. Um, and what else can you really talk about but the history of Sumo Digital? Let's jump right into it. So Sumo was founded in 2003 by former, mem- former members of Infogram Studios, formerly known as Gremlin Graphics, when the company closed in 2003. It was probably for the best, because looking at their games... Uh, uh, looking at the games to their name versus then now, it's clear there's a difference in quality for the most part. Their first title, Broken Slaw- 
Broken Sword, The Sleeping Dragon was critically acclaimed and the second title known as England International Football was well received within its niche in the global sense audience who defended the game to the death. Sega's first, Sega's first involvement with uh, Sumo was in t- 2004 publicly but probably dates back to 2003 and the first title to come out of their relationship would be Outrun 2. It was their third title overall, but likely the, the definitive one, as Outrun 2 was released even higher acclaim than Broken Sword. Speaking of definitive, Outrun 2 would be refined in the same year, as it needed porting over to a new arcade hard uh, new it needed porting over to newer arcade hardware, so that made an upgraded version of the game was coming, manifesting in Outrun 2 SP. Rather than just sticking on a new title screen and calling it a day, the game has a completely different selection of content from the original, which was also praised in its own right. Sumo was set to work on another decent weight hitter for Sega, but they started small by developing Virtual Tennis World Tour, a PSP, a PSP spin-off of the Virtual Tennis series. This one also happened to be well received, allowing Sumo to be set loose on the Virtual Tennis franchise. Their work on Virtual Tennis 3 and Virtual Tennis 2009, both being respected titles, but most people tend to prefer the arcadey feel of the Sega ones, and as such, they wouldn't get to work on Virtual Tennis 4. Tennis would also lead them to their next break, allowing them to develop Sega Superstars Tennis in 2008, the second entry in the Superstars series. The reviews were mixed, leaning towards positive, but most of the, compla- co- uh, most of the complaints coming from the lower-than-usual presentation of the game. But the sales alone would have been enough to prop up the game and let Sumo have another go at the series. Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing dropped in 2010, with Sumo having much more creative control this time around. The game initially struggled to find its footing due to Mario Kart Wii releasing on the main console it was targeting two years prior, but the lack of a solid kart racer on the HD consoles led to the game being successful critically and financially. Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transform would follow in 2012, being the best rated game in the series and still having a large and dedicated fanbase to this day. The game has been described as being more skillful than Mario Kart, a bogus claim which I will deny until I'm in the grave. Finally, the Sumo Saga wraps up for now with the release of Sonic and All- No, Son- eh, Team Sonic Racing! Which is why we're here today. It's pretty good. That's the history of Sumo Digital, and well, there's not really too much to it in the grand Sega sense, because that's what we're focusing on today, because they've had a lot of successes, a lot of large successes recently, such as Snake Pass, uh, they've also had games that existed, such as Little Big Planet 3. The less said about that, the better, but it did exist. It was on store shelves on PS3 and PS4. But Sumo have a lot of other stuff to their name, but we're only looking at their Sega involvement today. And well, they're all, for the most part, pretty good. I don't think there's a single one that I don't like. So, a uh, round of applause to uh, Sumo, I guess. Well done, Sumo. I don't have a sound effect, so... Uh, you you can just get applause in my head. Maybe I I, I don't know where this is going, but well done, Sumo. Who keeps messaging me? Brit, Brit, you're very funny. You're very funny, Brit gamer. I know, I know, I know. Shut up. Right, I should probably explain the context. He says you told me to message you. Yes, I know, I did. Jamie says, Gremlin Interactive, they bought us these two characters with him referencing Monty Mole and Zool. Zool's pretty cool. Monty Mole, Monty Mole's pretty good as well. That's really all they have to their name, though. That's literally it. (laughs) They don't have anything else. 
in the slightest. The rest of their stuff is shovelware. Unless someone else is going to bring up something really good that I might have missed off the list. But I was looking over it and I thought, wow, we're really sort of... Um, skipping over the quality? They, they were, for the most part, a licensed developer, I think, though, which makes sense. For it says, clap by the microphone, I'm sure it won't sound that bad. A clap by the microphone? Eh? What? I, 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 I don't even remember what's happening anymore. <laughs> what day is it? It doesn't help that it's on a different day to the day the show would normally be on. Uh, before we head on over to the Trivia Coast, though, Super Sonic Swag says, I don't know why I read it out really slowly. Supersonic Swag says, I have the PS4 version of Little Big Planet 3 and they released a patch once that corrupted all my save data. Yeah, vividly remember that one. I had completed the story mode and had no interest in completing it again. There was that, there was the fact that it just didn't feel as um, cohesive as Little Big Planet 1 and 2. There was also the whole DLC. DLC? Th oh, right, because I said give them a round of applause. Um, there was also a whole DLC debacle of there was so much DLC for Little Big Planet 3, even more than there was for the first two games, which was already a little too heavy on that, in my opinion. So we have that. Um, but for the most part, yeah, it wasn't one of the better entries in the series. A lot of people say that it got better with patches, but eh, I'd just rather not play it at all and play Little Big Planet 2, the game of the gods. Brilliant video game. I wonder when the servers will go offline for that. It's surely got to be soon now that we're um, taking down all the PS3 servers, which is sad because unless I make a fourth one, which actually had me Media Molecule uh, on it again, I doubt we'll really top Little Big Planet Three. Sorry, Little Big Planet Two. Whatever. Um, my mind has officially left the building. I think it's because it's really warm. This tends to happen when it's hot in my room quite a lot. Not my room. Because I'm not in my room. I'm in an office. But you get the point. This happened on the Easter episode as well. It was extremely hot and my mind just went there's some music and so I'm going to open the window I'm going to do some stuff to alleviate the heat um, I'm not going to be doing that right now that was, a, that was a segue of sorts but we still got the Trivia Coast coming up and I don't really think I can do it within the next like 10 seconds, that's what that transition normally takes I don't think I can do it so instead we're just going to have to lean on the Switch button? I just lent on it. Trivia Coast. Um, worst segue of all time goes to that one. Whatever, it's the Trivia Coast, and you've already played for the hard question worth five points, which I will repeat. So it was, if I can just grab it. What character re what character reference in the console version's files was cut from Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed? That was your question worth five points. Answer that to me privately on Discord to um, win five points. And well, for those three points of that medium question, before they were pawned off as spin-off developers, Sumo were initially known primarily as the team behind OutRun. What was their final, to date, OutRun game they released for Sega? So what was Sumo's final OutRun game they created for Sega? They may answer. Um, it's not too hard, spoilers, but um, someone will still complain that it's harder than the hard question because I know what you guys are like. But in the meantime, we have got some requests up and we barely have any requests. We have two from myself and one from Brit Gamer. so if you'd like to request some music, Discord, Twitter, all those places, you can get in your requests. 
But for now, we're going to get into one from Outrun 2006, Coast to Coast, because, um, I don't know, numbers are cool, I guess. It's Russia Difficulty, originally from Turbo Outrun, but this is the 2006 arranged version. When we come back, we'll be chatting nonsense, same as always. Request Resorts
got the strength we need And we're feeling strong We'll keep a heavy hand We're gonna let it burn Our eyes on the prize As we're passing you
there we go. That was roughly about 30 minutes worth of requests there, but, well, in my opinion, that was 30 minutes well spent, because that was a brilliant music block. You just had a track from Sonic and Sega, All-Stars Racing, known as Shopping, and I was mentioning in the chat room that that, that song takes me back years, and people... People then made fun of me, blah blah blah, to 1989, haha. But it has probably been like all, it, at least nine years since I've had it. the game came out in 2010. Um, but I honestly can't remember hearing that song since 2010. The last time I would have heard it was when I got the Xbox version, which was summer of that year. So uh, after a few in-game hours, you never hear that because you have to buy all the characters and tracks. And once you do that there's nothing in the shop you have no reason to go back into the shop so as a result I've not heard that song in almost 10 years so that was a little bit nostalgic and it's a bop as well I love the menu music as I mentioned earlier in the show to that game we got another menu track going up in a few blocks time but that one in particular is awesome I had to sneak that one into the request box there just wasn't any room for it during the show but it's one worthy of being played. Before that, from Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed, that was the Carrier Zone, a remix of Final Takeoff from Afterburner, requested by Twinny, and that one in particular, you could really hear the crunchy sort of drums on that one. That's a reason why you should be listening to our flak stream if you're not already. Before that, from Outrun 2006 Coast to Coast, that was Nightbird requested by Electric Boogaloo. For that, from Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed again, that was Sanctuary Falls, a remix of Sky Sanctuary Zone Act 2 from Sonic Generations and Back in Time from Sonic R, requested by Jamie64326 since I nicked one of his requests. EMU Emmy featuring Trey Nobles, and that was their cover of Green Light Ride as requested by BrickGamer98. And the first track of the block from Outrun 2006 Coast to Coast, requested by myself, was Rush a Difficulty, the 2006 arranged version. Because the way I structured the show, I also didn't have time for another Outrun track, so I stuck it in the request block there. I was very surprised at the lack of Team Sonic Racing on um, on that block there. I thought everyone would be rushing to request songs from it, but I guess not. But maybe I should be taking that as a good thing, because if you're anything like me, I'm extremely sick of that game's music now. I never want to hear Boo's House again in my life. And that's not just because uh, I've played the track too many times. During pre-release, everyone was talking about it. During the, um, what am I trying to say? During the period where the game got leaked and I had access to the sound files and I was listening to it privately, um, me and the few people who had access to the sound files, everyone was sort of saying, Booze House, best song, Booze House, Booze House. Then when it came out, everyone's been going, Booze House, Booze House, Booze House is the best song, or Booze House. Same with Bingo Party, actually, but I, I still do quite like Bingo Party because it's slightly less, slightly less of a mad storm surrounding it, but it's still enough to put me off the track a bit. So as a result, I didn't really want to put so much Team Sonic Racing music in here. We only have two other songs, and one of them is part of the Toppy Mix later on because um, they didn't have anything else to put in the Toppy Mix, aside from one other track. But I'm surprised that you guys didn't request Booze House because that would have made my day. Uh, Matakuchi-san just joined us in the chat. Hello, Matakuchi. And he says, How do I request? Uh, gotta spam Ice Mountain. Well, you request by DMing me on Discord, but luckily I actually already have Ice Mountain in the show, so <laughs> if you want to request something else, feel free to do so. But yeah, just right-click my name on Discord and send me a private message. Or you can just put it in the main chat room as well. You know, you can do it there. That's fine. Um, so, um, let's see what you guys are saying in the chat room before I get on to... Um, talk about the games because we're going to be talking about the games anyway so I might as well talk nonsense as always 
Gamer says Skyroad for the win. I agree. Skyroad is the best track and the best song in the game. Hands down. Easily. I'll, I'll be talking about Skyroad a bit later on because it is in the show. Spoilers. Uh, so I've spoiled both the Team Sonic Racing tracks there. Whoops. But um, yeah, I, I quite like Skyroad a lot. It's a very long track in the story mode, but when you actually play it on full speed online, it's only like 3 minutes 50 seconds probably thereabouts. Versus the five and a half minutes it is offline. Um, so that's a bit mental, but oh well. That that just proves to, proves to show how different the um, speed is between the difficulties in the game. Because normal difficulty is ultra slow, but expert is really fast. That's why you always got to play on expert when you play online. Trust me, people. These pro tips, right here. Supersonic Spike says that Clockwork Pyramid is his favourite. Clockwork Pyramid's okay. Uh, I think that's the one I like more of. Uh, actually, no, that isn't. That's the that's the one that I like the least out of the Sandy tracks. It yeah, there's one tight turn on that that can screw itself. But aside from that, it's an okay track. I like the design of it. There's just a few too many gimmicks or sections that I don't really like that much, no, etc. There we go, that's the Team Sonic Racing chat over. Let's chat more about Team Sonic Racing, because this is the segment here where we talk about all the games that are related to the topic at hand. So in this case, we're going to be talking about all the games that Sumo Digital have released for Sega. So, if you don't know what's going on here, what we're going to be doing is just talking about them. Talking about every single one of them, my opinions. If I like the music, if I like the gameplay, if I like anything about it, would I recommend it? Would I recommend you go your way to buy it? And the only one I can start with is the one which 20 has put first on his list. There's no alphabetical order on this, which is really annoying me. Oh well, but it's in um, it's in release list order. Outrun 2. Outrun 2. What can I say about Outrun 2 that I don't think people, or that I think people in the chat haven't already said? Phenomenal. Really good game. But um, the reason I'm keeping it so short is because I want to talk more about Outrun 2 in the other Outrun 2 games we have on the list. So, yeah. Virtual Tennis, what, nope, sorry, that's the wrong one. Outrun 2 SP. Outrun 2 SP is really good as well. That's it. Uh, Virtual Tennis World Tour. This is supposedly a port of Virtual Tennis 2, I was hearing from the chat room who were shouting at me earlier. Um, so, Virtual Tennis World Tour probably a good game. I don't have it. I have a PSP. I could in theory play it. I could find a copy. I could track that one down because I don't imagine it'd be too much nowadays. But Virtual Tennis World Tour has the potential to be a good game. It's Virtual Tennis. It's a PSP title. It's everything I like in a video game. Outrun 2006 Coast to Coast. Finally we can talk about this um, because this is the definitive version people would say of Outrun 2 because it combines both Outrun 2 Outrun 2 SP and a few extra bits just to make the ultimate package. And yeah, it's pretty good. Um, you can actually get this one on Xbox and PS2, which you could, I believe, with the original Outrun 2, but um, get it on Xbox or PS2. There is also a physical PC release if you live in Europe, because it used to be on Steam, but it got delisted, but it is on physical disc on PC, so... Uh, buy it. I know a lot of people I was seeing on forums were saying, I don't want a disc of a game on PC because I'm too used to Steam. Okay, that's not a reason to pirate it though. <laughs> buy the game, enjoy it, but it's on a disc. You just gotta put in a disc every once in a while into your disc, into your disc drive, into your computer. It takes three seconds and then it takes three seconds to take it out. 
why is that too inconvenient for you? You know, I, oh, I kind of pirate it because six seconds of putting in, putting out a disc is apparently too much. Your people are mad. All you people just don't want to pay money. Pay money for a £10 disc game. Ridiculous. But Outrun 2006 is available on PC as well. So pick it up there if you want to mess around with mods. Because the mods make that version definitive one. Otherwise, Xbox all the way. PS2's okay. Virtual Tennis 3. Great game. Um, it's a tennis game though. I don't think it's as good as Virtual Tennis 1. No, no way. But it's, it's a competent tennis title. Definitely much so. Sega Superstars Tennis. I can comment a bit more on this one because I played a significant chunk more of Sega Superstars Tennis. Because um, I've owned this on multiple platforms. So I've owned it on 360, PS3, and uh, Wii. The main one I ended up playing was Wii, actually, which is surprising because um, by the time I'd actually played it, I already owned an Xbox 360. But I spent the most most time with the Wii version, and only later on I picked it up on Xbox. And yeah, it's a really good game, actually. Um, I do see a lot of complaints for it, but um, it feels a lot more virtual tennessee than their virtual tennis titles do, in my opinion. It feels way more arcadey, and also the, the Planet Superstars mode, which we mentioned earlier, because of the music we played from it, has a lot of cool Sega references, such as the fact you can play Space Harrier with a tennis racket, Puyo Pop with a tennis racket, mad. I'd recommend you check it out, because it's a quirky time, which... Often gets overlooked because Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed sort of engulfs the rest of the Superstars line. But the other Superstars games are still really good. Sega Superstars Tennis, great game. Virtual Tennis 2009. I don't know anything about Virtual Tennis 2009, actually. I think this was the point in time where a lot of people stopped caring about Virtual Tennis. So, as a result, other games sort of swallowed its market share, such as Top Spin, and uh, <laughs> the, the less we say about that, the better. So, I can take All Stars Racing, my personal favourite game on this list. Nothing will ever top this. I'd go as far to argue that this is actually my favourite Sonic game. And it's definitely in my top five games of all time. I talk ad nauseum about how much I love this game, more than Transformed, because it really is the better game, in my opinion. Unlike Transform, this game is actually skill-based. If, if you're really good, you can dodge all items, you can basically outrun all the AI. Sonic Transformed, all it takes is one misaligned item to ruin your entire run and send you into 10th. If you get hit by an item in All-Stars Racing, yeah, you might lose a spot or two, but it can be avoided much more easily than in Transformed. And in general, sort of, I think, the... Time trials are a lot more refined, for example, and more proof that it's a more skilled race of the time trials are way better in this game. Um, in general, just all of the tricks they pull off, all the glitches, all that fun stuff, all the general optimizations, lines they take, all that stuff proves to me that this is the better competitive game. More balanced than Mario Kart, more competitive than Mario Kart, no one will convince me otherwise. The presentation is also really awesome. Feels like a Dreamcast game in HD and that's why I've grown to love it so much because a lot of people say eh, it looks bad compared to the sequel but the sequel just feels like a modern kart racer which is a good thing but this feels like a classic kart racer that's why I love it so much same of it captures the same feel to me as Superstars Tennis it it doesn't need to be flashy and triple A and in your face it's just fun it's fun old arcade fashion fun old Dreamcast fashion and it doesn't need to prove itself to anyone. If you're 
if you're not on board with the graphics, you're not on board with the game. It's not like you're on the ride, the way I see it. So, yeah, Sonic and All Stars Racing is... Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing, sorry. Probably the best game on this list, in my humble opinion. I actually completely forgot that Sumo made this game. So much so that I don't have any music from it tonight. Sega Rally Online Arcade. This is a watered-down port, from what I know, of the Sega Rally Arcade game. But also the Sega Rally reboot, the Sega Rally Revo, or as it's become known on Radio Sega, Sega Rally 2006. I still think this is a really good game. This was delisted a good while ago now, but um, it still lives on. Because for some reason the game was bundled in with those weird crappy connect steering rules. So it was a wireless steering rule, but instead of being... I don't know, like, motion sensors in it? Instead of having motion sensors in it, it was controlled by the Kinect camera. So it's effectively a piece of plastic. Yeah, I don't I don't really know how it works, but... It, with that came bundled a code for Sega Rally Online Arcade. So even though you can't buy it on the arcade store anymore, it lives on because codes are plentiful. So much so it will only take you back a quid or two get a code for this game and well all the all the Xbox 360 boys have officially got a code all the squad shall we say so get a copy of Sega Rally Online Arcade because you will still find people on there such as ourselves Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed I do I do um, discriminate against this game a bit but it is it's still a really good game so much so that if the original had never come out this would still probably be my top five games just it's the fact that they had something so perfect and just changed it completely, which is what I don't like in this case. Uh, it's still a fantastic game, great track selection, brilliant music, because it finally has all original music, and all, all remixes instead of um, reused tracks like the first game did. Uh, presentation overall is really solid. There, there is a lot of strikes going in this game's favour, just it's contrast to me, and the contrast doesn't quite match the original. That's what I feel. Sonic Dash 2 Sonic Boom. Once again, I forgot this game existed, first of all. But second of all, I forgot that Sumo made it. But Sonic Dash 2, um, it's been long abandoned. Sonic Dash 1 still gets updates regularly. So much... They sort of went back on it. So Sonic Dash 2 was meant to eclipse Sonic Dash 1. But then Sonic Boom flopped on its face. And as a result, Sonic Dash 2 is no longer updated. But Sonic Dash 1 even though it was released in 2012, receives updates pretty much monthly now. It's weird, but Sonic Dash 2 was still a really good game, just it, even when it was alive, it didn't get the support it needed to flourish. And it's been superseded by Dash 1, as I mentioned, but it's also been superseded by Sonic Forces Speed Battle, now just known as Sonic Forces. I don't get that, but that's also a really good game, but Sonic Dash 2 feels way too much like a cheap clone of the first, with a few changed elements, but not enough to make it stand out on its own. I don't have any of the music from the game, though, because uh, no one's ripped the game's music yet. I should do that one day, but for now, all we have with Sonic Dash 2 is the name and the game available on iOS and Android. Final game on the list, Team Sonic Racing. It's really good. Pick it up. Um, if you're, I, was, I used to give off this line of... If you're trying to play it on your own, it won't work, but if you're playing as a team, it's a brilliant game. But I've actually played it a lot on my own since then, and it's still a really fun game if you're playing without the team element. But if you're playing with the team element, it's even better. It's It jumps up from like a 6 out of 10 to an 8 out of 10 if you're playing with the team. 
team teamwork is so fantastically good in this game. Grab some friends. Even with the AI, I, I love it. Um, it's a very strategic racer. More strategic than everyone's favourite Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transform. That wasn't strategic. It's not strategic at all. But um, this actually is. You've sort of got to figure out, do I want to use this item? Or do I want to transfer it and therefore gain my team ultimate? Which is a boost of sorts. Do I want to gain that? Or do I want to use the item? Um, how, how best am I going to catch up? Am I going to trade someone an item now that I don't want? Or that isn't useful to me, so they can trade me back an item later on, which will be useful for me to catch up. It's really tactical, and that's where the game shines. So much so that I'd sti I'm sticking to my guns. I think it's going to be a better game than Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled, which a lot of people are still coming at me for, but I'm sticking to my word. I'm sticking to my guns. I think it's going to be a better game. And time will tell that one, obviously, but that's my thoughts on Team Sonic Racing. Let me know what your thoughts are on any of um, the games we talked about. And I will read them out in the next block. Because coming up next, we have the Trivia Coast results. But first of all, we've still got one last question on the actual Trivia Coast. Trivia Coast. So, you may recall previously, I asked you the question of, according to the console version's game files, what character was cut from Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed? That was the hard question by five points. You may also recall I asked you the question, before they were pawned off as the spin-off developers, Sumo initially were known primarily as the team behind OutRun. What was their final game they created for the OutRun series for Sega? That was worth three points, and the easy question worth one point. Despite how synonymous the game was with a lot of Sega's games in the 90s, the virtual branding was added to virtual tennis for the English speaking market. What name does the series go by in Japan? So what name does Virtua Tennis go by in Japan? That's worth one point. You can only enter by messaging me on Discord. I'm GreenVaporate, hashtag 6383, private message me. And while you do that, I'll get on some more music. But that's the only way you can play. For now, though, we're going to get on with some more music. And, yeah, wouldn't you know it, it's another track from Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. And I don't think we've ever played this one on the show before, because... It's all well and good going with Burning Rangers or going with Samba de Amigo, but you can't go wrong with a bit of a, bit, a bit of Temple Trouble right here on the Tropical Topical Resort.
for the Trivia Coast are now closed. Trivia Coast. Wouldn't you know it, it wouldn't be a Trivia Coast without Jamie telling me I'm wrong again, even though I'm correct in this case. It's Top Resort, it's Radio Sega, and you just heard a fan favourite track there from Sonic and, All Stars, Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing, the DS version. That's Fly Like a Bl- uh, Butterfly from Jet Set Radio Future. A rather funky rendition of a pretty funky track to begin with. Before that, from Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed, that was Temple Trouble, a remix of Jungle World from Super Monkey Ball, and Monkey Island from Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz. Now we're back over here at the Trivia Coast, and it's time to reveal the answers the quiz and that means entries are now closed as you just heard right there. We're going to kick it off with the easy question, then to medium, then to hard because I like teasing you guys. The easy question, despite how synonymous the name was with a lot of Sega's games in the 90s, the virtual branding was added for virtual tennis for the English speaking markets. What name does the series go by in Japan? You guys absolutely blitzed this answer, it was of course Power Smash. So I want to give a congratulations to... Jamie, Veritex, Electric Boogaloo, Greyfall, and BritGamer98, who all got one point on that question. Well done to you people. The medium question. Before they were pawned off as a spin-off developers, Sumo initially were primarily known as the team behind OutRun. What was their final OutRun game they created for Sega? The answer? A lot of you got this one as well. I was sort of hoping you wouldn't though, because it wasn't listed on Wikipedia. That's what I was hoping you guys would trip up on, but nope, you didn't whatsoever. The answer was Outrun Online Arcade. So congratulations to Veritech. I think it was Jamie Veritech's Electric Boogaloo. Actually, I think all of you got it again. Grave, Electric Boogaloo, Grave 4, and Brick Gaming 98 once again. Congratulations. It wasn't as, as clean of a sweep with a hard question, however, which I was told I was wrong on, but I'm not wrong on it. And I have sources to back it up this time. Ha ha ha. The hard question, Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed increased the budget and therefore the production value, but not all of the proposed content made it into the final product. According to the console version's files, which character was cut from the game? Jamie was along the right lines, however, the definition of cut here should be fairly obvious, but it's not. So Jamie says, Shogun, Football Manager and Team Fortress 2. And he is correct in the fact that they are in the console version, specifically the Japanese Wii U version they're in. Because the Japanese Wii U version and PS3 version came out after the PC version was out, so I imagine they backported the PC version to those consoles? I think? But I can back up that those ones are in the game, but they're not classed as cut because they are still in the game in some form. I am talking about one character who is in the game's files according to the console version because you can't find them in the PC version. But according to the console version, this character was meant to make it into the game and never did in any version. That answer would happen to be a familiar face and his name, his name, would be Billy Hatcher. Congratulations to Grey4BrickGamer98 and Electric Boogaloo. And no congratulations to Jamie and Veritex, who's been trying for absolutely ages to get it, and they couldn't. So, um, what can you do? I can back this one up. Someone will ask for sources on this. My sources, I have the Wii U version on my hard drive. I dumped the game to my hard drive, as in my PC hard drive, and I can verify that Billy Hatcher's files are in there. And it counts, because he's not in any version of the game. 
A lot of people were sending in guesses as well, which I expect um, them to say, why wasn't that right? The reason they weren't right is because there's no in-game files referencing them. It was either interviews before the game came out or interviews after the game came out for characters such as Kojaminel, Hatsune Miku, and uh, there was one more, Bayonetta. Those three characters were talked about in interviews, but there were reasoning for all of them. Tojam and Earl was because Sega no longer owns the license to them. Even early, as early as 2012, they were sort of faltering on the license a bit. They were slowly starting to lose rights to the game. As for Hatsune Miku, um, what's their name? Krypton, the people who actually own the character. Sega don't own the character, they just make the games. Krypton, the guys who own Hatsune Miku, requested that she couldn't get hit by items because it would be brand infringing and could be seen as almost terrorism, which uh, is a bit far. But yes, they requested that if she was in the game, she could not be hit by items, which is a really stupid request. So they didn't put her in the game. And the third one, Bayonetta, was not included because ba including Bayonetta in the game would have, uh, would have raised the age rating just for simply including her. So they chose to cut her from the game. Now, all three of those are pretty dumb reasons for cutting a character, but hey, they're not in the game's files, therefore they're not eligible for this question. That's the way the question was worded, but that's the way the points tally. Jamie says, that's not a source. Well, what do you want? Do you want me to email Sega? Do you want me to email them saying, hello, I have this game that features unreleased files. Are you willing to talk about it? Oh, no, you're not. You're not. Who, who would have guessed? Oh, well. Either way. Congratulations to everyone who played. Uh, I was. I want to also say, in regards to no congratulations to Jamie, no congratulations to him because <laughs> tonight I was confident that he was going to crack 100 points because he couldn't get the Billy Hatch question. He's got 99 points, <laughs> so congratulations to Jamie for um, next week. But congratulations for not cracking 99 points or 100. Sorry, you're on mine. Whatever. In the meantime, while we do that, while we uh, jeer at Jamie in the chat room, it's time for some more music, and it's time for another racing block. Who would have guessed? Because there's a lot of racing games up tonight. And we got another one from the original Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, but not the DS version, the proper console version this time, and it's another menu theme, and it's another tune. This is known as the Mission Mode, and when we come back, it's time for the Toppy Mix. But for now, it's time for some awesome tunes, some awesome wubs some awesome drums, some awesome everything. Both of these tracks are pretty thematically similar. Just enjoy them, will ya?
missed an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section. Subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. chat i'm proud of you i'm proud that you've successfully joined together to dunk on jay meme for reference jamie said that his answer was technically correct so he should receive his five points so in response i used discord's little reaction feature to write out the word no and um along with that other people including very tech's io 1980 superbike madakuchi and electric boogaloo all agreed with me <laughs> So Jamie will not be receiving his five points, so uh, thank you chat room. Thank you for having my back on this one for once. <laughs> You're not turning against me tonight, I appreciate that one. Oh well, what can you do? I know what you can do Jamie, you can try harder and get better next time. Because the other people managed to do it, therefore you can. Oh, that was a bit mean spirited. Jamie, try harder. You're better than that, I think. Maybe, who knows. So coming up next to the Toppy Mix, and the Toppy Mix, how it works nowadays is we just play you some music which is new to the Sega community, or is new to our own playlist, and in this case, one track from Team Sonic Racing, and spoilers after the Team Sonic Racing track ends, um, spoilers in multiple ways, I'm going to spoil what the track is, but also, um, if you don't want spoilers for Yakuza Kiwami 2, this is the credits theme that's coming up after the Team Sonic Racing track, so step away, I would recommend. Because it's the credits theme, because we didn't have it on Radio Sega previously. We are going to have it on Radio Sega starting after the show, or at some point after the show, hopefully. Because I just bought it on iTunes, because I realised it was on iTunes, so I bought it. Oh well, this Toppy Mix, though, let's see what you guys are saying just before we get into that. Um, oh, we got eight responses now, thank you guys. I, I, I appreciate that as well. We got Twenty and Doomgirl all agreeing, especially Doomgirl. Hi Doomgirl, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a long while, actually. <laughs> Jamie says screw you all. So in response he's now getting screwed over on the responses. It's also a no from Twinny. Yeah, I appreciate that. F for Jamie. No F for Jamie. He does not get a respect. He does not get respect from these parts anyway, but he does not get a respect at all. Um, that is that is guaranteed here. What can you do? I know what you can do, you can keep playing more music. I don't know why I keep saying that. I I, I need to find some new phrases. I need to find some new music. Such as Ice Mountain, the theme of one of the tracks from Glacier Land from Team Sonic Racing, coming up on the Toppy Mix. Let's get scratching. The Toppy Mix.
Do you dance with the rhythm like this? There is no cause in my eyes Can't you stop watching like a fly? Heavy as balls, that one. From Yukus Kwame 2, that was a track simply known as A, the credits theme of the game, and that was a hint that, yes, I finally actually beat Yukus Kwame 2 this week after having owned the game since August. It was very, very good. Arguably the best Yukus that I've played so far. On to three next. I was meant to start that today, but then I kept getting messed about today. So, tomorrow, there's always tomorrow. I'll probably play some tomorrow, quite a bit, actually, because I have the game in my possession now. Before that, from Team Sonic Racing, that was Ice Mountain, known, um, or in the world, known as Glacierland. That's a remix of Cool Edge Day, and a bit of Reach for the Stars as well in the, the theme of Sonic Colors. We say really seem to be pushing as just the general theme of Sonic now, which is weird to me because um, Reach for the Stars. I, so the general target audience of these games nowadays seems to be like around the general sort of 10 year old range. And Reach for the Stars um, and Sonic Colors in general, as hard as it is to think about, is 10 next year. Chances are the target audience for these games will have never heard Reach for the Stars. But yet, they're trying to make it sort of like the series theme. They're trying to base all these games around colors, yet... Like, the target audience won't have played colors because they're too young for it? Eh? 
It makes no sense to me, but whatever. They're clearly going with thematically that the Wisps are going to be in every game now. Breach of the Stars is going to be referenced somehow. Boost is probably going to be referenced in there somewhat. I, I get where they're, where they're coming from, but at the same time, surely it would make more sense. That I'm not one of those people who normally port begs really all that much, but if you're going to base the series nowadays so heavily on colours, then surely you need to re-release the game so your target audience can actually play it because how many 10 year olds born in 2009-2010 own a Wii? They might own a Wii U but they might not ever use the Wii side because they were born or they by the time they grew, grew old enough to play video games it was too late to play the Wii. A lot of these people aren't going to have heard of the console or have played the game so re-release the game and therefore the target audience will actually know what you're talking about. That was always my stance on it, I don't know. I don't know how everyone else feels about it, but that's just me personally. That's a bit of a rant though, so thank you to everyone who's been listening in. Uh, we have had a ton of people. We have had Gamer 98 Superbike2, Twinny, Veritex, Doomgirl, Madakuji-san, uh, Grayfall, Electric Boogaloo, Jamie64326, Kefki, I'm doing most of these off the top of my head actually, so if I forget anyone, IO1980, Superbike, did I say Superbike? I've forgotten again, Supersonic Swag, we had a few other people lurking around, we had a bunch of you testing out the, um, the FLAC stream, so I will let you know in advance if we're going to be doing the FLAC test this coming Friday, I think we still will, I, I think there's still a reason to, but yes, Top Resort this week, we'll be back on Friday, I have absolutely nothing lined up on Friday. As far as I know, but we're sort of approaching the end of the season, so my logic on it now is previously I was determined to move it. My logic is persevere for the last bit, for the last sort of the end of the season, persevere through, and well, if we do that, then we can keep the show on Friday for the rest of the season. That's how I feel about it, I don't know how you guys feel, but hopefully nothing on this Friday. So this Friday, join me for a show about things that I haven't decided yet, because I have a few ideas that I'd like to do. But nothing set in stone, so if you like the sound of the sound of nothing confirmed, then why did you tune in? Fridays at 7pm BST, or what if that converts you in your time zone? Because time zones are fun. Coming up on the Radio Sega Live stream, on Radio Sega Live, but on the Radio Sega stream, we have a few more shows, the next one being Topical Resort. Fridays at 7pm BST. Once again, going to be another flak test, so join us then. Saturdays at 2am, which won't be in flak, will be in normal quality. RSN Live of Voice. Uh, Saturdays at 9pm, The Hidden Palace. Um, as far as I know, it, um, I'm not going to say anything in concrete, but I haven't been approached about it being a flak test. But I know for a fact that Skyblaze's quality, uh, internet will allow uh, them to do it, so I might approach them in regards to it being a test stream. Um, so I'll let you know, keep an eye on the forum thread for that one, but it might be another high quality test. If not, just listen. You can still continue to listen through the flat test stream, it'll be completely fine, you just won't notice the difference at all. But if it is, I'll let you know, keep you updated. Saturday night, Sega with Gabby, Saturdays at 10pm BST. That will not be a test. That will be same quality as always. Sweaty Sundays, Sundays at 2pm with Dr. Scott Nick. Once again, will not be a test. Sega Mix Drive, Sundays at 8pm. I do not know about that one yet. But Sega Mixer Drive is normally pretty high quality anyway. Rexy normally streams at a higher quality than you can hear. So it might be improved over 
normal. I will also approach Rexy. She might be able to do another test, but I want to give I want to give Flack a good few weeks to flourish, and then we'll move on to testing some other stuff, or maybe give it a week or two, perhaps. But there is some other formats we want to test out. But for now, enjoy enjoy your lovely high quality Flack programming where possible. And then that wraps us back around to Radio Seconds Against Nights Monday at 7 p.m. BSD, where this show has been tonight. I want to thank you all for listening in. We've had a ton of you tonight. Even more so than we would have on a Friday. It's really weird. I think both the testing and the Team Sonic Racing music really helps. So I want to thank everyone who tuned in tonight. You've all been awesome. Um, there's just one more track, and I've already revealed what it was earlier in the show. It's from Team Sonic Racing. It's from Rooftop Run, The Zone. And it's from the track known as Sky Road. And... We were talking earlier on about how a lot of tracks in this game sample, sample or um, reference other songs. We were just talking about Reach for the Stars, but we talked earlier on about uh, Clockwork Tower being Follow Me from sort of Heroes, and um, there were some other ones as well. A lot of other samples, but I, no, I've heard no one else mention this, but I'm 99% certain that one of the melodies, uh, or the sort of breakdown melody in Sky Road, is from Sonic Runners, and of all songs, I'm fairly certain it's Magical Snow Day, as in the theme of Frozen Factory, not the theme of Sky Road, because there was a theme of Sky Road in that game, and they didn't use it. But I'm I'm really certain that one of the melodies is Magical Snow Day, and that's the best song in Sonic Runners, so I'm really not complaining about that. It's just very odd, the fact that they had the actual Sky Road song in that game that they could have worked with, but instead they went with the Christmas song. Whatever. Sky Road for, for, for Rooftop Run from Team Sonic Racing. I've been Green Viper 8. You all have been awesome. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay topical.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.